What is up, everybody? We are three little boys, and this is the big show. <laughs> we're just starting it. We're starting it off with that. <laughs> we are starting it off with that. Every episode. That's our that's three our little, slogan. That's our go-to, and I think it's the best way to describe us in all three honesty. Little boys. Yeah, that's One true. Big show. Three little boys. Uh man, this is so much fun, and it's gonna be so much fun. And you have no idea who we are, so we should probably say it. Uh, my name is Alex Day. <laughs> oh, I'm Alex Day. I'm here with my two best friends in the whole Aww. entire world. Corey Cercina. Say hi, Corey, what up? so they know your voice. People of the world. And Ethan Davidson. Yes, people. That is me. And uh, we're just three bros who love Big Ten football mm-hmm. with everything in us. Amen. Absolutely. Hallelujah. And we're also falling into that stereotype of just, like, bros getting together, like, hey, you know what we should do? We should start a podcast. We got, we've got so much things to say. (laughs) We, we are those people. people. We are those people. We're doing it. So, unapologetically doing it, let's just say. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a requirement that any three, any group of three white males has to have a podcast at some point. That was in the contract that I got from birth. Actually, yeah. I didn't know what that was. I got sent over a I got sent over a how to be white uh, contract, oh and that was in it. That was it. I had to meet my quota of. Do you have two other white male friends? Do they like sports? You then you must start a podcast. The first topic of the big show is <laughs> diversity. Our races. oh god uh well yeah this i mean the three of us just got our heads together and we were like you know what we love big 10 football and we love it so much and think it's so much fun that one we would like to talk about it more and two the reason we want to talk about it more does anybody enjoy watching or listening to the Big Ten Network, it's a it's a tough I, one. I, I kind of like it. It's okay. Oh, it's oh, tough. You're such it's a okay. nerd. The personalities on BTN, and you know what? God bless you, people at BTN. If any of you had end up listening to this, God yeah, bless you. you. And I'm, I'm so and yeah. Europe. You have you have a network that makes millions of dollars. Congrats, like kudos. But it's very dry. <laughs> It is it's just very, dry, very dry. Let me just say that the coverage on Big Ten Network is very good because this is part of the reason that, A, everyone's trying to leave the Pac-12 and all these other lame conferences is because the coverage yes. of the actual sports that you can watch on, on BTN Fair. is great. But Agreed. everything else, dialogue, announcers. Exactly. It 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 kind of sucks. The best thing about the Big Ten Network is watching the individual like teams classic game and BTN and sixty. Literally, yeah. my favorite part of the whole channel yeah. is when nobody well, on there. Is and, and listen, they do they do a good job of when they're going to each team's camp and kind of giving you a feel. I, I mean, granted, is it very very like let's fluff up every single team heading into the season yeah yeah it is and like do we know that a lot of you guys are gonna suck yeah we do 
We really, really do. I'm I'm looking at you, Northwestern fans. Like, oh, bro, don't say your that. Your team's I'm, bad. I'm coming with some hot Illinois, insane. you're bad. You've always been bad. Actually, that's not true. Illinois has not always they been were bad. Looking on the up and up, but for a little second there. They were, yeah. Juice Williams. Oh, oh. that's how mm. far back we're going. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Okay. That's how far back you have to go. I think I, think I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> Just immediately ostracizing two different teams. <laughs> two different potential <laughs> listening audiences. Northwestern one... fans and Illinois fans just immediately clicking this off of this. This is one big show. A show about the Big Ten minus Illinois, minus Nebraska, minus Northwestern. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey! You listen here on Nebraska. We're gonna get into it later. We're gonna get into we it. We are gonna. We are gonna get into all that. But the gist of it is, we wanted to put out some Big Ten content that's actually fun to listen to. And don't don't listen to this show if you're expecting X's and O's, like expert opinions, insider stuff. This is this is sixty five to seventy percent entertainment and just meant to sound like what you and your friends sound like talking football and the other 30 percent, we might get some stuff right every once in a while yeah i agree blind squirrels find nuts that's right we've got six between the three of us so we might get lucky every once in a while yeah no doubt no doubt but but if you're looking for somebody who's going to be right most of the time you you want to pay attention to ethan that's for sure to Corey. Well, we'll uh, we'll get I'm there at some point. At some but point soon. Oh yeah, yeah. I already want to yell at you just because I'm looking at your face. <laughs> but in a nutshell, that's who we are. Just three dudes that want to talk Big Ten football and make it fun and make it fun for everybody else to listen to. And if you keep listening, then we get to quit our day jobs, which is the ultimate goal. Whoa. So whoa, uh, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Who said anything about quitting my day job? I didn't sign up for this. I'm I'm, I'm done. <laughs> well, that's my, my goal. I don't know about you boys. Uh, so we're just here to be fun. We're here to talk Big Ten football all day long. And, I mean, who knows what the show will turn into. We're, we're going to have some bumps in the road, and we're going to figure out what works and what doesn't and, and all that yep. stuff. But we're going to have fun doing it. And, uh, well, with that being said, we're going to get into our first – segment ever oh chills up in the mind's mind uh, we're gonna call this one we're gonna call this one news and nonsense and the reason we call it that is because well there's a lot of nonsense that these coaches and these teams do that it's just too it's it's too good to ignore and not make fun of and there is some actual news every once in a while um but we wanted to combine the two so if we want to start off with the news Ethan, I know you were talking about the uh, Heck yeah. stuff earlier today. That's kind of a bombshell. Yeah, so, I mean, earlier today it came out that Oregon and the Big Ten were sitting down and having a conversation. Now, you guys are going to be listening to this a couple of days from now, so maybe we know more. But I just kind of wanted to get your guys' thoughts on Oregon joining the Big Ten because, for me, I look at it as – there's zero downside. I mean, you're talking about, you know, the owner of Nike is their biggest, you know, right. booster. 
and they are a program that draws serious amounts of attention. And I just think I I don't I don't see a downside to it. And really when I'll, you I'll think see. about it, when you think about it, the Big Ten is going to become a super conference. And oh, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm so definitely. grateful that our conference is going to be one of those conferences. Cause you could be the Pac twelve or something like that and be falling apart, you know. And I don't want to be that. So I think you have to get on board with these teams coming in. And I know UCLA is kind of like on the fence, but they're they're going to look at the money from that new deal. There's no way they're saying no. I thought they've already joined. USC and UCLA have joined. Yeah, but UCLA was thinking about backing out. Oh, were they really? That would, yeah. that would kill them. That would be so stupid. Yeah. Be so you guys haven't seen anything no. about that? No, uh-uh. yeah. you're gonna have to catch us up at some point. But yeah, but to the Oregon point, the the only reason I don't see it happening is like USC and UCLA made so much sense because you're bringing a rivalry over, like you're bringing both teams. Uh, and I mean, I know Oregon, Oregon State is not like the biggest rivalry in college football, but it still is one, and I think it still matters to the people out west. And so to separate those two teams, I don't know if that'd be something they're willing to do. Um, but the price is very intriguing. The money is very intriguing for Oregon, I'm sure. And for the from the Big Ten perspective, you don't care about the Oregon-Oregon State rivalry. Right. You're bringing in a team, like you said, that has such a huge connection to Nike. And they contribute in multiple sports. Like, yep. they're not only going to contribute in football. They're gonna no, they're a huge basketball presence, too. Huge basketball presence. Yeah. And so it makes sense on every single front for the Big Ten to do it. Yeah. Uh, just don't know if it makes as much sense for Oregon. Just, just really quick, I just, I just have to throw this out there. The lesser sports like baseball and all that stuff, the travel is about to become so wild this for is, these this teams. Is, this is what's gonna <laughs> potentially the travel for these for these like for these teams that don't get attention is about to be so crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be insane. We could, I mean, we could get down to the the dollars for any of these smaller programs because the fact of the matter is that most people look at this deal. Okay, yeah, this is great for football, but people are beginning to talk about like how horrible of a deal this is for all the other sports. Because I mean, it's not just men's basketball, women's basketball, and football we have to deal with. It's now wrestling. Baseball, baseball is yeah. beginning to get more of a following. At least college baseball mm-hmm. has been starting yeah. to. Yeah. Um, Same with college hockey, I would argue. Right, but like in the Big Ten, we have yeah. six teams for college hockey. That's not going to change with adding right. UCLA, USC, Oregon. It, it just it no. won't. Um, no. Right. But all these other sports, because I, I know I did a deep study into this a few years ago most of these programs outside of the big four lose money every year. Oh yeah. And it's like majority of your athletic department, your teams are losing money. And I know that some of these teams make a ton of money, but they also have to cover the losses of that's why, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a very fragile ecosystem, I think. And most like average, average fan doesn't see that. So while this is going to be great, I would, I would argue though, I would see I would argue, though, that 
the 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 football team alone with Oregon makes far and away enough money to support all of the rest of their athletic programs. Okay. And and, and like and basketball makes money too. Like let's not forget about okay. that. Both of those sports are making money. And so I I think that as as a school as a whole to join a conference, yes, all of those things have to be taken into consideration including academic standards and all that kind of stuff, which Big Ten has, you know, I mean, plenty of schools in it with really high academic standards. So I don't know. I, I just, I think it's a win if Oregon does join. And I, I would I would definitely be for it. Corey, yay or nay, Oregon joining Big I, Ten. I mean, like, yes, it makes sense. Um, and I, I think I would like to see what the super conference looks like. Um, but we've all imagined that the super conference would be the SEC and that can work because of the geographical location. So the big 10 it's, it's cool. It's fun that we have the idea of USC and UCLA being a part of that. But at some point that's going to play a big issue with some of these smaller schools that are there. I just saw an article uh, with Rutgers about like the COVID stuff. Um, Their athletic department is running at a huge deficit right now. I mean, that's, I mean, it's Rutgers, but still, I can't imagine that Indiana or Illinois or some of these other smaller or lower echelon Big Ten teams are making a ton of money or are they running at a deficit like these guys? So these are the schools that are going to get and that are also helping you become that super conference are going to get left in the mud. And then you'll have to figure out, okay, are we going to take money? I think that's where the are we going to take money from? I think that's where the Big Ten media deal really helps. Yeah. Well, then you'll get into the issue of, okay, which of those teams is making money for the Big Ten, and then are you going to take that money away from them? Yeah, true. Alex, yay or nay on Oregon, joining Big Ten? I'm all for it. I'm all okay. for it. Okay, I love it. All right, guys. All right, so the nonsense portion of this. Uh, we've got three really nice pieces Why don't we just nonsense. take it? Each, each of us takes one. Oh, I like it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw them to the group because I want to see what both okay. of you have to say, more so than what I have to say. Uh, I'm going to start off with a, a little gem that Scott Frost came out with. Uh, Sports Illustrated put an article out three days ago saying that Frost made a comment about how his O-linemen are being coached and practicing, saying that they've vomited collectively about 15 to 20 times every single practice. And I think this might be my favorite part of the article. He says it's not because they're not in shape. He's just working them hard, he being the offensive line coach. And then Frost said, I think they love it. He's kind of freed them up to go be aggressive, and I love the way they're coming off the ball. (laughs) What coach just absolutely loves that they're just annihilating their offensive line? If this doesn't show you that Scott Frost played in an arrow football that was just, I mean, three yards in a cloud of dust, baby. (laughs) That is what the Big Ten was when Scott Frost was playing. And you know what? I think think if you, you know, if you're a Nebraska fan out there and you find this podcast and you're listening right now, I got to tell you, I think what happened to Nebraska last year is one of the largest anomalies you will ever see in college football history. I think Nebraska had a top 25 team 
and finished with an absolutely horrible record because they just could not win one possession games. <laughs> there was a lot of talent on that team. And, and listen, if if you're a Nebraska fan, I would I would not give my team I would not give my team any sort of credit for that or any sort of leeway. I would be super upset because you have to finish games. But and I think it'd be more upset about Scott Frost instead of going into the offseason optimistic, just like every other Nebraska fan is going into the offseason being like, you know what was missing? Puking. Chunks of my offensive lineman's lunch out on the practice field. <laughs> Puking lineman was missing. I, I just, lineman. I really do, I really do think it's just, it's, it's hilarious. I think it's, I, I, I think it just shows like how out of touch some of these head coaches really are with our current like modern day society because they do nothing but football. Okay, understand that in the off season. Sure, maybe they go on a two-week-long vacation with their family. Aside from that, these guys don't do anything other than football. Like, they live, eat, breathe, sleep football all the time. And, I I mean, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I just think it's kind of funny, but it's just it just shows the lack of, <laughs> the lack of knowledge of where we are as a society. If they're good, nobody's going to care. But if they're bad, this is gonna be like when Rich Rod had Michigan in the toilet and yes. then got penalized for having practices that were too long based on NCAA rules. Or like it's how, about, look that how about the next coach for Michigan after that, Brady Hoke, and all you know, you hear the quote so many times, this is Michigan, for God's sakes. <laughs> you know? And it's just it's like, okay, Brady, please go away. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> don't don't knock Brady um, Hoke. He's he's turning around San Diego State. Don't don't. Oh, oh hey, you know what? Truth, truth. He just um, should have stayed there. From one Goonie coach to another, uh, apparently Mel Tucker at MSU is has his own NFT collection out. Have you boys bought yours yet? Uh, you know what? I was on the website today and I didn't pull the trigger, and I am. I just. I mean, you could probably sell it for at at least seven cents if you had pulled. Yeah, a non exactly. a non fungible token. Oh my goodness! I can't think. Like the thing is, and we should have we should have been transparent about this at the beginning. Oh, don't say it. All three. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't have say them it. figure it out. <laughs> if they haven't have already figured, figured it, out. it out, because we busted out two Michigan coaching examples from years back all three of us are michigan fans we have very three very different levels of homerism though like ethan is the least uh, he drinks the kool-aid the least of the three of us i'm in the middle and Corey. Uh, i mean you can't even whoa, deny that Corey, yeah, you can't deny whoa, literally no. two years no. ago actually three years ago i think ethan was calling for harbaugh's job yeah. Two years ago, after the like during the two and four COVID season, I was calling for Harbaugh's job, and you stuck with him the entire yeah, time, and yeah, you ended up being you, right. Thank you for that. That's not Homerism. You that were, is, I like. You know what? Screw the NFT. Well, I get. I guess it can't be called Homerism if you were right. But but Ethan and I were much. I mean, we were harsh. I was ready to kick that man to the curb. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I was ready. I was on the fire Harbaugh train back in 2019. Okay, here's 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 the thing. We'll we'll stick with the Tucker NFT thing. 
cool, I guess. Like it's like him jumping on a trend, and like I think I think it's pointing sure. towards like chair. Like every like NFT that's bought is like pointing towards like charity or something like that. Or to oh, God, why'd you have to say that? Like, no, I feel well. Bad. It's it's a dumb idea. Frankly, it it just is like it's like a it's not even an okay, MSU here, here's the NFT. Thing. It's a Tucker coin. Here's the thing, and this will be the last point. I think that everything Mel Tucker touches right now at MSU turns to gold. So if this is something that just like gets, even if it just gets MSU fans, which that's what it's geared towards a little bit more involved, like, cool, dude, do do what you got to do. I, I mean, that guy, like he beats Michigan every year. Right. Exactly. And, and, the and thing like, is- I mean, they're they're on a path to. I think they're making a playoff in the next three years. So, yeah, if he if he four if years he wins, four years if, four years if he wins if he keeps winning right because I feel like people forget that they went eleven and two last year. Everybody like, they does. Were legit. They were legit. Yeah. If if he keeps winning, this is gonna go away. But Dude, if he you keeps go- losing, like Harbaugh did, like the first six years he was at Michigan. All of the goofy stuff that Harbaugh did bit him in the butt and yeah. ended up making him look like a clown. Yeah. But if Mel Tucker wins and is still this super swaggy coach that takes pictures with Lamborghinis oh, on the They're going to have recruiting classes in the top 10 annually. Exactly. Because exactly. he got that, – that dude can – I mean, like the so, cigar smoking, great. like he's just a bad mamma jamma. That guy, I, I'm telling you, good. like he's it. He's it. Which I called from the beginning, by the way. Yeah, I did not. All right. So, oh, the, so the last piece of nonsense, which we're not going to spend any time on because, well, we just want to get on to the next stuff. Uh, Rutgers is selling their football tough, tickets at Costco. Tough. Okay. That's tough. Uh, that's a tough so, scene. I, I am ready for tough. Rutgers. I'm ready for a Rutgers resurgence, though. I, I, I saw. Uh, you know what I'm ready for? I'm ready for Rutgers to get kicked out of the thing. It'll never happen. <laughs> No, I know, I know. They've got the, they have the New York market. They have the New York market. I get it. I get it. I get it. The reason that they're there is because of the New York market. So as long as they don't lose the New York market, which I don't think they're moving their campus. (laughs) (laughs) People, people watch that team. People watch Rutgers on TV willingly every week. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, 24-7 sports. So this will be the first of – I think we got three topics here to talk about. Uh, 24-7 put out their list of top 10 Big Ten games to watch this year. Uh, I'm going to read through them real quick, and I want you guys to tell me what do you think is is missing or who do you think is a little high up on the list right now. Uh, so like a, so like a yay or nay for everyone you list off. Like should uh, it be top – should it be top 10 or should it Here's, what, here's what you should do. Two that, you, two that you're excited about. And two, that's not on the list that you want. Right. But we can't – I think it should be a rule. We can't pick Michigan games because that's Again, what we Because okay. one and two, one and two are the obvious ones. One is Michigan and Ohio State. Revenge okay. game, rivalry game. Each team is – I don't think either of them is going to have more than one loss. And then Michigan State at Michigan. Another rivalry game, another revenge game. Michigan hasn't beat Mel Tucker yet. So those two are kind of obvious being at the top of the list. Uh Three and four, I was a little bit surprised at. Three is Ohio State at Penn State, and four is Wisconsin at Ohio State. What do you guys think about those being that high? Uh, I think if you were to look at the rest of the Big Ten schedule, you would realize, oh, yeah, those should probably be up there. Because I did a little bit of uh, 
realize people this is a podcast about the big 10 okay we're big 10 sycophants so i was kind of looking through the entire big 10 schedule and because i was the one who found this article and i i i honestly yeah those are big games i mean and you're you're talking about four i mean four or two games where there are teams that are expected to have the highest win totals you know, in the Big Ten, some of the teams that are expected to have, excuse me, the highest win totals in the Big Ten. So I honestly think, yeah, probably should be up there. You have to look at the setting too. So Ohio State at Penn State, that's probably the final two for the whiteout game at Penn State. And that's the beauty of college football. You get an atmosphere, it's different. Like Iowa at night is far different than Iowa at noon. Like it, we don't. Oh, for sure. And you can have a team, you can have a team that's like ruthless, like an undefeated Ohio State team, roll into a a place like Purdue at a night game where you know they've got something motivating them or whatever, and Purdue can just come out and lay the smack down. So I I mean, I think, I think where Ohio State is going to find their biggest challenges, I think they're going to. Steamroll Notre Dame week one. I think they're going to defecate on that team. But I think where Ohio State tends to find a loss in the season is in a away game at night, and that team is up and ready. And Ohio State's like, why are we here? We're too good, you know, to be playing this team. And most of the time they are. But so – I think, and, and I mean, not to say they won't be up and ready to play Penn State. They are. But, I mean, Penn State at night, man. I mean, we know as Michigan fans, that ain't an easy place to play at night. <laughs> if I could never play a night game away at Penn State again, I think all three of us would be very happy with that. Thumbs up. Yeah, and I think it's just, I think part of this list is just Ohio State's going to be so good and such a good watch. They're they're in four of the top six games that twenty four seven put on here. Yeah, and it's just because Ohio State's going to be electric to watch. Oh, and it, dude, their be offense, Ohio State's offense has the potential to be one of the best offenses college football's ever seen. And I don't, and I don't think I'm being, them. I don't think I'm being like hyperbolic when I say that. I think, I think Ohio State's there. offense could legitimately be a top ten college football offense of all time. They're, you look at their wide receiving core and their depth at wide receiver, and they are stacked. And, like, if C.J. Stroud goes down, oh, here's another five-star kid that we have recruited who's a redshirt freshman. Like, there you go. Like, I, I mean, they're absolutely stacked on offense. And I know, like, we love the fact that their O-line kind of got trashed in the Michigan-OSU game this past year. And to be honest – in their bowl game, like, it was a slugfest. I mean, that was high-scoring, high-flying. What an amazing game to watch that was. Yeah. But I think if you, like, if you really think about it, their offensive line play, I mean, they've they've got good tackles. I, they, they've they've got good offensive line. I, I think their offense has the chance to seriously be, like, incredible, incredible. It's, it's all going to come down to what Ohio State can do on the defensive end. And that's where they lacked last year. And it's up to Ryan Day to fix that, in all honesty. 
I mean, he, he has got to get them together on defense to where it's like, hey, like we're going to put up a ton of points. Could you please just stop this team from scoring on every possession? <laughs> well, they brought in uh, Knowles, the defensive coordinator from Oklahoma State. Yeah, big move for them. Big Huge. move for them. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I mean, time will tell if that is something yeah. that's going to work out. But All right, I'm going to read through 5 through 10. Just real quick, because there are not as many big ones on this one. But I want you guys to tell me which one of the five through ten, because these are the ones where there's a little bit. It's kind of uh, nitpicking or splitting hairs between each of them. Which one sticks out the, mo- the most? Uh, so five, we got Minnesota at Wisconsin. Six, Iowa at Ohio State. Seven, Nebraska at Purdue. Eight, MSU at Penn State. Nine, Nebraska at Michigan. And then 10 Penn State at Purdue. Okay, let's go. That that tenth game, that's like the first big matchup in the Big Ten that we're gonna see this year. That is a Thursday True. night game at Purdue, and that is going to really tell where the West is for this season. Because Penn State I love that take. I love well, that. I take. mean, Penn State is has been at the top of the Big Ten and kind of like middle of the pack, middle of the road. Um, but it's very clear that the East has had this dominance. I think they've won the past uh, eight. They've won every single Big Ten yeah, championship game. they've won game. every single Big Ten championship game. Um, Since it's been East and West and not Legends and whatever correct. it was. Correct. So there's always been this stark difference between the two. And it's very clear that like the two best teams in the Big Ten have played each other in the regular season on the East side of the bracket. Um, so I'm, I'm high on Purdue this year. Aiden O'Connell. You are, you are a big, I'm I'm a a spoiler maker. Well, they've shown up, they've shown up in big games, which not a lot of teams, including our own can say that over the past three years, even though they've been horrible most of the time, but they have a seasoned senior quarterback. I think Aiden O'Connell's in his what sixth year or something like that. It's something crazy. And he's like, instantly older than everybody he's going to go up against. Like that's going to play like, like it's yeah. no longer boys playing boy. It's like, this is a man playing like, like yeah, you're a right. teenager. Like you just think. I would say, <clears throat> I would say that this needs to be the year that they stop being the spoiler makers and start being the team that's competing to win a big 10 oh, championship. And, and I think they, they can, cause I'm just looking at their schedule right now. They play Penn state. So that could set the tone. They win that game and they have, they have it at home. So that's great for them. Um, and True. that is the perfect measuring stick, but then they have Indiana state. They go to Syracuse. So it's not like a complete cupcake, like uh non-conference. And it's yep. hard to play in the carrier dome for whatever reason. Clemson trips up there all of the time. Um, then they have Florida Atlantic, they have Minnesota on the road, but that's early. So you don't have to deal with like as much of the crazy weather. They have Maryland on the road, Nebraska at home, Wisconsin at Wisconsin is going to be their toughest game of the year. Uh, and then Iowa at home, they go to Illinois, they have Northwestern at home, and then they go play a very bad Indiana team on the road as their last game of the year. But then it's a rivalry game. So I think they'd be motivated if they're going to do anything. This, if they're going to do anything in the big 10, this would be the year. Yeah, I didn't realize that literally their toughest game is yeah. at Wisconsin. Like, that's it. That is it. That is a 
gift of a schedule for them with the level of quarterback play that they should have. Now they lost David Bell at wide receiver and you don't really know who they have coming back, right? It's, it's all some lower tier guys that haven't really made a name for themselves, but Brom seems to find dudes all the time. So I wouldn't be shocked if one of them just emerged as a dude. Uh, Which by the way, if you don't know, if you don't know who Bell is like, I mean, with how stacked the Big Ten was at wide receiver last year, he had yeah. the best stats. He did. 100%. He had the best well, stats. He followed out he of followed any wide receiver uh, in the Big Rondell Ten. Rondell Moore's footsteps. So, like, he was a Rondell exactly. Moore clone. Right. So, if if they got Rondell Moore and then they got David Bell, you don't think that they'd have another player of similar style yeah. or capability? I mean, so that 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 just goes more to my point, you guys. That I think this is the year where. If you're Purdue and you're a Purdue fan, it's like, okay, it's time to put up or shut up. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get oh, into some more teams later on who are in that same position. But I think this is I think this is one of those years where it is a put up or shut up. What was – I'm so sorry. Who Who is their opponent that week? What week? Week one? Week one. Penn State. Penn State. So they play Penn State week one? Yep. At to- home to open the big 10. So they go from Penn state and then they go back into their non-conference. Uh, that, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, they win that game and we're going to well, be talking gonna about, we're going to be talking about the Boilermakers a I just, lot. I know, boys. I know we're trying to keep going through content. I just want to say to you, when we started the, the first discussions of this podcast and I was saying, guys, Purdue they could be they could be something this year, and everyone's like, "Oh, shut up, Corey! You don't know what you're talking about." Look at where <laughs> we're at now. They beat Penn State. They beat uh, they beat some of their more tough or tough like uh, home games that they have, and they somehow figure out a way to go to Wisconsin and win that game. Holy! They don't even have to win that game. To be completely yeah, honest, true. if they if they come out of the West yeah. with just two Big Ten losses, that could be enough. Yeah. Well, and not to mention the fact that, and this is something, Corey, that me and you have agreed on, Aiden O'Connell, top top five player he's in the Big Ten. It, I, he's disgusting. Uh, he not, I feel like this offseason in particular in the Big Ten, so much focus has been on, uh, I'm going to butcher his name so hard, Tulea Tungavailoa. Yep. Stroud, and then the Michigan quarterback carousel, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, the Michigan quarterback controversy has been so prevalent. And it's like, okay, like, one of those guys is going to play, you know. And then, obviously, C.J. Stroud. And O'Connell's just sitting there, and he's like, oh, by the way, I'm a gunslinger, and I'm about to bring the thunder. Yeah, he's – I mean, he's he's the – the key what's the he's the key cog or the cog that oh he's the no he's the straw that stirs their drink that's what i was there you go there you go he's he stirs the drink for purdue so if he's great purdue's gonna be great i agree i agree Um, if they can get one wide receiver to defense defense is gonna be a heavy question mark over at purdue their secondary should be okay, but they're losing you know Karloftis at defensive end yeah if they they can score 50 points a a game That that'll 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 win. <laughs> okay, if anybody can score fifty points yeah, a right, game, exactly. come I, on, I Corey. 
What a there's going to be a game where they get if held Purdue to like score 75 points a game. I think. Okay. I think well, be all right. if Purdue is the highest scoring offense of all time in college football, they will go to the playoff. <laughs> playoff. We're talking about. But we're talking, we're talking about their strength being their quarterback play and their offense. So that means, and I would think that they're going to have a pretty spectacular offense this year. You would have to. Yeah, but they're gonna have they're gonna have two games where they score less than twenty five points, and they of need course. to win. That. They will. Everybody 100%. will. And that those will probably be their two losses. And if they have two losses in the Big Ten, I still think they'll make it out of the West. That's my expert opinion. Okay. 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 I, I okay. I'm going to say, the road to Pasadena runs through West Lafayette. Oh God! Wow. Wow, he just he he really you know you know Purdue he's not right the king he's not the king of hot takes for no reason, fellas. Exactly. <laughs> I have my reasons. Uh, it's not out of nowhere. All right. So those are some of the big games. Uh we're gonna get into not really season predictions per se. Like we're not gonna go game by game for each squad. Uh, but we're gonna look at the over unders on FanDuel for regular season wins and go through each team and tell you guys what are locked and loaded, like take your savings account to the bank or no, 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 to the casino, take it out of the bank, take it to the casino and put it on, uh, on these numbers. So do you guys want to go worst team to best? Do you want to go best to worst? Do you want to go by division? What do you want to do? Worst to best, worst to best. Worst to best. Okay. I'm going to start with Rutgers at four. Over under set at four in FanDuel. What do you boys got? I think they'll get four. I think I think Rutgers wins four games. I, I think the exact same thing. Yeah, that's, push. That's, I think they win four. A, Looking at their schedule, and, and you know what? It might be tough to get four. I might take the under. Rutgers, dude. listen, Rutgers every year, it yeah. seems like Oh, they're up and coming. You know what? No, I'm changing my mind. Over. Over. Over? Rutgers wins five. Rutgers wins five. You're doing Bro. you 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 are sitting with your sports ticket. You are you are figuring out a from Costco, by the way. Yeah, you got your Costco membership card in your wallet along with your Rutgers. Okay, you're tickets. sitting with your sports ticket from Costco, but then you go to the sports book and you're you're figuring out a year long parlay to do. You, you you throw Rutgers at four because they're going to get four. So at the very worst, you're going to push with that. I am so under. It's not even funny. Really? This, this might be a hot take because they would have to be really, really bad for this to happen. Oh, no. But, I, but it's in the cards. I looked at their schedule. I do not have them winning a conference game. Like their schedule is nasty. It's a gauntlet. It's a Absolutely gauntlet. Nasty. Their first three conference games are Iowa, Ohio State, and Nebraska. Who Nebraska should be maybe not, maybe not significantly Dude, better Nebra- than last Nebraska year. Nebraska is coming out looking for blood this year. Exactly. Then they have a bye week before they go to Indiana, which or no, sorry, they play Indiana at home. That's going to be their best shot at a win all year. But if they don't beat Indiana, this is who they end the year with: Minnesota, who's going to be healthy. Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, and then at Maryland. This is what happens. This is what happens when you're a bottom feeder at a conference. You are the team that all of the good teams feed on. Like yes. that schedule just sounds like death it's when horrible. you read it. It's 
Oh, they're gonna push. Horrible. Oh, I took over. I took over four. Please tell me they're not. I know. I looked at it. No, they're not going over. They're gonna push. They're that those Rutgers teams without Shiano. Shiano there is at least a like a solid football coach. I think we can all agree on that. They're. It, it's not Chris Ash. It's not a guy who doesn't know what he's doing. They're they're going to win their non conference. Yeah, a guy who doesn't understand. They're going to squeak out. They're going to squeak out a conference win. It, they will not go winless in conference. That just will not happen. Not under Shiano. If it was under Ash, maybe. I don't know. Uh, final answer. Push. I'm going under Corey. Push. Put it in your parlor. I I'm 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 reverting back to push. <laughs> oh my gosh, you big baby. Both of you it's make a, a call. It's at, it's at four. That's what they're. That's what Vegas wants you to do. They're gonna. It's that's a safe bet. That is a safe bet. All right. Well, I've got the under, and I'm going to be the one swimming in cash at the end of the year. I love uh, it. I love it. All right. I'll write Rutgers, that down. I'll remember then that. Then let's get it. You won't have to write it down. It's a podcast. Well, dude. I'm just gonna. I'll to just it. remember it. You I'll big idiot. Idiot. You I'm stupid just idiot. Brain for you. That's fine. It's whatever. I'll just remember it. Okay. Next team. Let's roll. Come on. Indiana also under. at four. You got yeah, the probably. under, really? That's a push. I'm, I'm, you know I'm gonna. Uh, I, I got a hot take on Indiana. Uh, and by hot, I mean hot, steaming pile of poo poo garbage under. <laughs> I'm under. not gonna lie. I was about to be like, "What under? Who's, both who's of gonna you? play quarterback?" I just looked at my prediction. I've got them at three. Yeah, I have them at who's, three. I have them at three wins. Quarterback for that they team. also have a horrible schedule the second half of the year. Do you remember? Was it the COVID season? And they were just like, yeah. we're back, They're baby. Nasty. True. They were so good. And then last year, you can't see, you oh. can't have a year like that. You can't have, like, oh. Michigan did theirs during the COVID year where they were just like hot buns garbage and didn't play a bunch of people because they were just like, we're just going to lose, so just say COVID and run away. But you can't come off of a year like that and then just be a heap like, under. They might win they two. Don't have a, they don't they have might a win two. And it's not like it's not nope. like a like a big name school where they don't have a quarterback. They can get someone. They're not going to get a good transfer quarterback to come in. I don't. Need, I I would need to look at their roster. That that's a completely blind take. But like Penix was was electric, and yeah. he's not there anymore. Yep. I think they got a transfer quarterback from Missouri, if I'm not mistaken. Well, um, oh my goodness, let me right. let me rush to change my pick to seven wins. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, over under, under I say under. I'm gonna say under two. Look it's, at it's Corey, just like Corey with back to back. They pushes. play in the West. That's a, yeah. That's what a, a they play in the West. All right, next team. Let's go. All right, next team, Rutgers was four, Indiana was four. Uh, who should be next? Uh, let's go with, actually, the team that's got the lowest line of all of them, which I'm kind of so- shocked that they do. Northwestern's at three and a half. Yeah, I I am going to take the over. I think they win four games. I think I, I'll take the over on that, too. Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald always does that weird thing where they're bad for a year. and then Yeah, where they, and, and you know what? If you're going to take them over so that, like, you think they'll win four, you might as well take an alternate line and bet them to win, like, six. Because if they do go over, I would not be surprised to see them, like, upset a couple of teams 
And like, you're going to get way better odds if you take them at like plus at like over five and a half. So just like find an alternate line and bet them like that. If you are going to take the over boys, I want to love Northwestern so bad. I'll, I'll just, I'm smashing the over on this. Oh. Absolutely mashing okay i've, so, I've got so you would do what i said you would do what i said and you would go out there and get that alternate line i've got them to win seven games just looking at their schedule right now wow. i think man that, this man loves lsd did i play michigan state drugs. again <laughs> this year uh they do not I was play michigan say, state. they always play michigan their state schedule tough. that doesn't matter their schedule is not their schedule is not super it's their schedule super middle of the road. Like I've got them winning seven games and their toughest opponent that they beat is Wisconsin. Like that can happen. That is absolutely a realistic no. scenario. No, they it's have, not. No, it's not. 100% it is. They have Helsinki coming back and he's, he's not a world beater by any means, but he's an experienced quarterback. They have their top two rushers coming back. Evan Hall had four 100-yard rushing games last year. One yeah, of them against I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. He's he's legit, but Sinky loves to throw the ball five miles past his intended receiver. Yeah, but they're not going to have to throw the ball as much because they have – I think it's four of their five offensive linemen. Offensive linemen are returning. returning. Yeah, are yeah. returning. Yep. That is huge. And yeah. they only Anytime have... you're bringing back, like, a full unit on one of your lines – I'm oh. always, I'm always like in college football, especially in Big Ten football. I'm gonna look at you and be like, okay, that's that's credible. Yeah, their career starts on the offensive line or at 110. Now defensively, they only return five starters. Oh yikes! They're gonna give up a thousand. They're gonna give up a thousand. But their defensive coordinator is gonna be in year two. That's is he the dude league. that is he the guy that likes to smash his head bare head into helmets? I, I think no, that's, that's their strength and conditioning, strength and conditioning <laughs> coach. Yeah, he's a crazy man. Also, Northwestern's changing their god awful uniforms oh. to something that actually looks normal now. Okay, so. so okay, so I have the over, Corey. Uh, what well, it was that three and a half? I have the over. Yeah, Pat Fitzgerald okay. is too good of a. Coach. I easily have the over. I easily that have means, the over. That means, folks, you need to go smash the under because Vegas is taking all of our money. Uh, go smash the over, and I'm I. To be honest, I wouldn't be shocked if Northwestern was in the Big Ten Championship Whoa. game. I'll, wow! I'll, I'll, I'll wow! Swear to you, I would not be shocked at all. I would I would be absolutely flabbergasted if they were in the Big Ten Championship the road to game. Indianapolis also runs through uh, the all of the all of the Northwestern fans, all two of them who are going to listen to this podcast, <laughs> they are they are loving Alex right now. Yeah, both of you out there, I know you're wealthy because you're at Northwestern. Send me a hoodie or something. Send yeah, absolutely. Give this man, give this man some merch. Send this we, man some Northwestern merch. We will rock it. So we we will take the merch as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all next right. team. Uh, next one up is uh let's go illinois at four and a half under under i'm with you on the under illinois like i i honestly think like Rutgers and illinois are gonna dog fight for who's gonna be the worst team in the conference oh bro have you seen their schedule illinois yeah. yes let me let me read you their conference opponents these are their conference opponents uh at indiana at wisconsin 
Iowa at home, Minnesota at home, at Nebraska, MSU at home, Purdue at home, at Michigan, at Northwestern. Hey, they could beat Northwestern. Uh, no way. Northwestern's going to the playoff. <laughs> the, well, playoffs? Oh, now, now, they're go- now they're going to the playoff, the, Corey. Wow. The more I talk about it, the more I fall in love. The more wins they get as we go through. No, I got the I got the under. I think Illinois is in desperate need of, like, uh, I don't even know, dude. I don't know what you do to a program like that, but. They've got the freaking Syracuse transfer quarterback. I think DeVito is oh, his name. Yeah. I'm the giant slayer. Come on. I, no, not not at Illinois. You're going from Brandon Peters to DeVito from Syracuse. It might be a step down, to be honest. So you're going from bad to bad. That, right, exactly. <laughs> that team did go to Penn State hey, and beat them. Hey, they beat Penn State. They beat Penn State. Brett Bielema isn't a pushover. Corey, did nah, you say I'm under? Over. Wow. I think oh, – at least you. At I least think. You made a I think Indiana time. is so bad. I think Illinois has a legitimate. Ch- uh, well, they play Virginia. E. Mm. And I've got Virginia as a win with them sitting Ugh. at three. That's at home. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's, I think that's, that's a risky bet, but gnarly. I would go over. All right. Uh, after Illinois, let's see. Uh, Maryland at five and a half. I so I'll, I'll let Corey take this one first. You know, I would want to go over, but just given the, in the division they play, I, I I can't. I think they probably get five wins. Just yeah, just so given the on. division that they're in. I think Maryland. I think Maryland wins six games. I'd take the over. Oh, my gosh. All of these soft takes, boys. Maryland's 2022 record prediction, as stated in my homemade Excel file, eight and four. Wow. Wow. They've got basically all of their receiving core coming back. Along with uh, their starting quarterback. Along with their starting quarterback, who I don't know if we necessarily give Talia. Talia? Talia Tungavailoa, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to – TT. I don't think we <laughs> – no, I'm going to go Talia. I don't think we give Talia enough credit just because he's at Maryland. He threw 11 INTs last year, which is not bad when you think about it overall. And then when you actually look at the games, he threw five against Iowa alone, which means in the other 11 games, he only threw – Oh, crap. Six interceptions. That's the math. Six interceptions in 11 games. That's pretty good. I think he's legit. Yeah. I think he's legit. And defensively, I I mean, they can't be much worse than they were, right? No. It's just going to be one of those – it's going to be one of those situations where it's like, hey, can you throw up 35-plus in the amount of games that you need to win? They have – Exactly. And they're going to have – They have a very easy non-conference – um, I mean, I see them comfortably winning five. And then I think you'd have to, if you want to go over, you'd have to look at that Northwestern game as a win for them. You'd have to, okay. I do. I do see it as a win. And we were talking about intact offensive lines. 
Maryland returns everybody. Okay. The well, then line. maybe I'll I'll be wrong, but I think that's a really tough division still. And I got the over. Final answers. I got the over. Over. What was it? Five, four, five and a half. Five and a half. Under. Yep. Uh, all right. We got a bunch of teams at seven and a half. Uh, Nebraska. We'll over. start with Nebraska. This is I. I boys. I think boys. Listen. They were listen. This is year. my. You you're ready for. You're ready for some. Uh, you're ready for some hot takeage. Spin it over, out. Over on Nebraska. I've oh, got that's Nebraska. That's not a hot take. Everybody loves Nebraska. No, no. You know what the hot take? I got the under. No, I've got Nebraska winning 10 games. 10? 10 games. 10 win team? 10 wins, and they go to the Big Ten championship game. Oh, that is a hot rep take. Holy the crap. West. To rep the West. Scott Frost with the resurgence, baby. They were, listen, they were like the most unlucky team on God's green earth last year. And I mean, they were a stupid fumble away from having a chance to beat Michigan, who ended up going to the playoff. They had so many games where it was one possession. against Michigan State that they like, the punter kicked it the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah. I think Scott Frost, with another season, as long as he's not making his guys puke too much, I think Scott Frost takes this team and shows them what the promised land looks like. And I think, train. I think Nebraska, I think Nebraska gets it done in the West, boys. I've got Dang, the over. I'm taking, I'm taking the under. And I'm, t- I'm telling you, I am telling you to go out there find an alternate line at eight and a half and hammer the over. Let's get it done. Nebraska. Let's shuck some corn. Let's get those husks rolling. Corey, what you got? They're going to hit the over. They're going to win eight games. One of those games being Oklahoma at home. They're going to win that game. They played them. They played Oklahoma tough last year. Um, we don't know what they're going to look like with uh, what Will Venables is the head coach there right now. They're going to look like bait for Scott Frost right. in his 10 and win I think, season. I think from last year, I mean, what, what's the message that you send those guys? You have the unluckiest team in the history of college football. Like literally that was such a outlier of outcomes. Like you, you can preach to your guys. Like we were literally so close. It was, it was the difference of one play. For the majority of those one loss one loss games, we just need to make one more play. If you have if you go into the season with that type of confidence, you can make some noise. But all right, I just I think I think so it stalls I, at eight. Okay, so over over under. and Alex, you're going. I got the under. I got them starting five and three, but these are the last four games that's of their the, season: the uh, Minnesota at Michigan, Wisconsin at Iowa. I got them losing all of those, so I'm taking the under. Um, all right, next one is Minnesota at seven and a half. I, I'm uh, so this is I'm on the opposite side of this train. PJ Fleck, dude, like it, he had all this hype around him. Minnesota fans were so excited to get him. I was excited that he was coming to the Big Ten, really looking for him to do something. And outside of one good season. 
they've been very underwhelming. Yeah. And I'm going to take the under. I think they win five games. And right. I think I think the P.J. Fleck era in Minnesota might come to an end. If they win five games, it is over. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I see. I, see. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. And I hope they take the West by storm. And I hope, you know, they're they're a contender and they find themselves ranked for most of the year. But I just don't see it. I don't I don't think they have it there. I don't think PJ has it there. I, I'm I'm going under I say under. I just think there's this is the reckoning of the West. I think we'll see there'll be the West is gonna be the most competitive it's been in the past few seasons for a multitude of reasons. Um and I just don't think like uh what Morgan, their quarterback, he's been there forever and he he hasn't been a world beater there. Um, and this is his last year, so he could probably make some noise, but just, I think Nebraska is going to be pretty good. I think Purdue is going to be very good. Um, and then you'll have your powerhouses, quote unquote, powerhouses in Iowa and Wisconsin, and they will be as solid as ever. So Minnesota's the odd man out. Alex, this one's super tough for me. When I, when I mapped it out, I have them literally going seven and five. And I could easily see them go eight and four too. They've got Mo Ibrahim mm. coming back. Their running backs are obviously going to be healthier than last year. Uh, they can't be less healthy than they were last year. They are bringing in the offensive coordinator from that 2019 year when they were legit. Um, but honestly, at the end of the day, I just don't think it's going to be enough. I, if push comes to shove, I'm I'm still going to take I'm still going to take the under. All right, moving on. Uh, next one at seven and a half, Michigan State. Over. Just like that. Over. I I'm 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 not fond of the school. I, I'm <laughs> I am. I listen in 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 all in all actuality, I have been a huge Mel Tucker fan and one of the few people who will uh, actually end up listening to this podcast is my cousin. And he's a huge MSU fan, and he knows that I have been on the Mel Tucker bandwagon since he came to MSU. And I think this dude has got, like, he's got it. And I, I well expect might. I expect some pretty big things out of MSU this year. And I think, I, I, I mean, 11-2 and two is a huge ask especially when you lose one of the three best running backs in all of college football. I mean, the line reflects that, though. Them yeah. finishing that 11-2 and two and the line being at 7.5. Like, it accounts yeah. for Kenneth Walker leaving. Yeah, absolutely. So I do think they take a minor step back, but I think they win nine games. Yep, I have them at 8-4. and four. Uh, You can't replace a guy like, like Ken Walker. You just can't. Um, but Peyton Thorne has a weapon. Jaden Reed, I think, Jaylen is the guy Reed, who's coming back. Jaden Reed. Yeah, um, Jalen. Oh, he's legit. He's a legit receiver, 100%. So they're going to have to throw the ball more, 100%. But I think Peyton can do enough to get them to eight, nine wins. Um, and there's no way that their secondary can be as bad as it no. was last year. It was absolutely dreadful. And if they're even a little bit better, they'll get to eight wins. I I I despise this team. I really do. I just I just do. I'll keep it brief. <laughs> Kenneth Walker should have been a Heisman finalist. He he, yeah, he should have. 
he should have gotten he should have finished top two in my opinion um in actuality um how you're going to replace that i don't know and that's that is maybe the majority of the reason why they were very good and people will point to the the pit win in the what was it the sugar bowl it was like the chick-fil-a okay, it was peach, the peach bowl. bowl okay pit was playing with a third string quarterback Okay, and Michigan State was shorthanded yeah. too. I understand that. You can only play that. You can play only the team that is I put in front of that, you. I understand that, but we have the same argument against the Cincinnati, who doesn't play tough competition, and then they win, and then we're like, okay, you can. You, we use that same argument. You can only play the teams that are in front of you, and I think they they deserve to be there. They did win that game a hundred percent. But you look at everything else. You lose Kenneth Walker. That defense was horrible, and I don't think they did anything to address the secondary. They have a lot of five-star recruits coming in, but how well can Mel Tucker turn those guys around to be contributors right away? We don't know that yet. So, Are you, are you, are you saying what I, I think I, you're They're saying? not going to be under. I just, doing the math, oh, gonna okay. get, I think they'll get eight wins. And I think, I think they're going to lose that game at Washington, at Washington early in the year. Ooh. Ooh. You know what? Michigan State does have a tendency to struggle in those types yeah. of games. And it's very much Dang. like Michigan sure. does. True. All right, so uh, Ethan and – oh, we're all over. All right, we're all over on Michigan State. God, that sucks. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, Iowa, seven and a half. Over. The the eternal eight and four. Yeah. Iowa football. I I taking the under. I think they win. I think Iowa takes a step back this year and only wins six games. Whoa. Ooh, I yeah. I I hate it that I have them over and I have them winning the West again because I don't feel I don't feel like they will. No, I don't. They there's won't. No way. No, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Nebraska is a due for a rebound. You've got so many teams. Corey already said it. You've got so many teams yeah. in the in the West. I, I think this is this is a year for Iowa to kind of take a step back. You want it? Which they which they do. They they do it. You know, you you watch their cycle. They have a year where they're like, "Whoa, Iowa only won six games this year." They still go to a bowl game, but it's like, you want to know my hot take? Mich- Michigan loses yes, at please. Iowa. Oh, yeah, revenge, revenge game. game. Yeah, it's the night it. game at Kinnick. They're going to lose that game. I'm just – I'm expecting that. Eat my farts. Uh, Corey's too much <laughs> of a homer, blah, blah, blah. That's the – that's outside of the Ohio State game on the road, that's going to be their toughest game, and I think they'll lose it. Disagree. Nebraska at home. You think Michigan's going to be A distinct advantage of having a home game. Listen. We're going to be all fat and sassy, and we beat them on a fluke last year. Yeah, and we Maybe it, it was the in their building, and we beat them on a fluke, okay? It, and it was, it was a night game, was a too. Night That's game. true. So we still came out, and yeah. this team is still going to have that mental <laughs> toughness that they had last year. And they get – Okay, moving on. Moving on. Wait, who – that was Iowa. Did we all go over? Unfortunately? No, oh, no, I went Ethan under. Was, Ethan was under. Yeah, under. I want to be under, but I just can't. Um, lol. Uh, Purdue Over. at seven and a half. <laughs> Hammer. If they this is this is why I'm. If they don't do it this year, they'll never do it. This is their best opportunity to do something in the West. A la a la Michigan last year, two thousand two thousand eighteen against oh, OSU. 
or two was it 2019 2019 this all right Corey. i genuinely i need you to make me believe in purdue because looking at my record predictions for like them northwestern uh nebraska like minnesota i've got like all of them going seven and five and just cannibalizing each other and then iowa and wisconsin finishing one two again so i need i need someone in this division okay. to believe it's, in it's, I want it to be Northwestern, but I don't know if the it's defense Purdue. Is going to be good you have the experience on the offensive side of the ball. You have that early matchup. That'll be a marquee win for them with Purdue yeah, with yeah. Penn state at home on a Thursday with all of America watching. Okay. You have an easy non-conference that, that Syracuse game will be tough. I will give them that, but I think riding off of the high from the Penn state, they'll be like, we can beat anybody. So go in there, take care of business. You play Florida Atlantic. You have Minnesota, which I think we all are in agreement that is not very good. Um, you have Maryland, which could be trouble. You have Nebraska, but you have them at home. And if you beat Penn State at home, I think you would think that you could handle Nebraska at home. Wisconsin, you'll lose. You'll lose that game on the road. That's fine. I think you can beat Iowa at home. Or you could lose that, and then you'd have to go play Illinois at Illinois. You'd have Northwestern at home, and then you'd have Indiana, who is – bad yeah so that, that's you could yeah. have i mean illinois 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 northwestern who was the other one illinois northwestern indiana 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 you go, you go i mean indiana. you better you better win all well, three of those to, games those are, those are three wins to it, end the year just look at look at purdue's big 10 schedule and tell me can they get out of there with just two losses and if they get out of there with two losses so, they will be representing the Big Ten from the West. So they're at set. They're at seven and a half, correct? Over. Seven and a half. I, I got they, them right at seven. I think they win nine games. I'm Let's taking go, the over. Let's go. Oh, nine games. I don't want to make I, a decision. I say boiler. You say up. Uh, boiler. I want to. I want to boiler go that Purdue Penn State game. I think I might. I might because because I just need to say I'm glad Michigan doesn't oh, play Purdue this year. Thank goodness. I'm gonna okay, take the underboys. Oh wrong. God! Wow! Wow! You know what? You have fun. You have fun over there on your island of sulking and solitude. Once, once I watch all of the happy Boilermakers come to Indianapolis for the Big Ten championship game, I will. I'll give you a call. Oh God! All right. Uh, after as they Purdue, get as they get absolutely finessed by Ohio State. Uh, yeah. True. All right, looks like we got three teams left. Wisconsin at nine. And it, this ain't it. Under. Yeah, this, I don't this know ain't either. It. Under, they win nine. No, so I, I, I say this ain't it, but I think they only go under by yeah. one game. I think they I win think eight. Nine. I think they go eight and four. They win nine. They're Wisconsin. They'll always because do something. I have them. I have them losing two. The Boilermakers. Do you really? Boiler. Yep. I have them beating so they will get eight. But their, their road games are not easy. They got at Ohio State, no, at Northwestern, at Michigan State, at Iowa, and at Nebraska. Stop mentioning Northwestern like a hard opponent. They will be. be bro. They're going to be a playoff contender. Northwestern has the worst record prediction of any team in the Big Ten. And they're gonna destroy it, destroy it. 
I can't I can't keep letting you mention Northwestern this. like, oh my gosh, they have to go to Northwestern. Bro, I gotta start paying my student loan again next month. Do not care. My savings account, my bank account is going on Northwestern over easily. <laughs> Save the money for your student loan. Very good investment. Very good investment. Oh, very good, one hundred percent. Uh so I got the <laughs> I got the under on Wisco. What about you guys? Oh, under. Ethan, you said under, right? Yeah, yep, yeah under. They're at nine and a half. Or you I, got think, over. I think they win nine. No, they're at nine. They're at nine solid. Oh, my oh, gosh. Corey and his pushes. Uh, I mean, that would be a very Wisconsin thing to do, though. It kind of would. Like, That's Graham true. Mert, very true. Graham Mertz is just very eh again. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, all right, now we get to the cream of the crop, the top two, the big boys. We've got Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, they don't have the same line. I don't know why I said them at the same time. Start with Michigan first. At I think, I think this is going to be the second easiest over bet besides Northwestern. They're at oh, nine uh, and a half. I just need to make this. I need to make this known before we give our takes. Michigan over nine and a half. The number one bet over in Vegas for the college football season is Michigan over nine and a half. And guess what the line has done? Stayed at nine and a half. That means Vegas knows what's up, boys. Uh, That doesn't make you feel good inside. No, it does not. Not as a Michigan fan. It sure doesn't. No, it does not. And and listen, listen, I'm going to be stupid and I'm going to take the bait. But I'm just telling you, it's real scary because Vegas has got all those shiny lights for a reason. But I mean, but think about it. I'm looking at their schedule right now. In Uh order for that to be under, Mm -hmm. they got to lose three games. Their non-conference is soft as Charmin. They're not losing any of those. So three losses. I'm going to give them to you right now. Are you ready? Yes. They lose to Ohio State. They lose to Michigan State. And they, yeah. I, well, I'm I'm just giving you three losses. You're you're asking. I'm giving them to you, and I'm they lose. Yeah, and they okay. lose the revenge game to either North or, or Nebraska or Iowa. They lose one of those two. I don't think it's happening. I genuinely don't. I don't see a way. We that don't this lose. Team... We don't lose to Penn State at home. That doesn't happen. No, I don't. I genuinely don't see a way that this team wins less than ten games. If they do, it's a failure. It's an I agree. I, I I'm not disagreeing, and I'm taking the over. You're just saying like, how does it happen? I'm telling you how Vegas sees it happening. And I do see them losing to Ohio State. Ohio State is oh, yeah. on another level going into this year. But you're telling me that they? I mean, outside of Ohio State, their toughest game is at Iowa. Who Iowa? We all expect Iowa to take a step back. Every single one of us. And then after that, their toughest games are at home, Michigan State and Penn State. And I told both of you guys. This is is the best chance. This is the best chance since it happened with Chad Henney and Mike Hart for Michigan and Ohio State to meet each other 11-0 at the end of the season. This is the best best opportunity that the two schools have had to do so since then. Yep. And, And... Will it happen? No. <laughs> but will it, will it happen? No, it won't. Like, 
either either Michigan will have like two losses or OSU will end up losing like the stupidest game of all time. Way to build but, up that big power Legos and then just knock it down right in front of your kids, Ethan. Yeah, I'm sorry. Will but, it happen? No. But but it's nice to dream. It is because like would the okay, the dream as a Michigan fan, would it be to like have that opportunity again? Eleven and zero and eleven and zero, and you go into Columbus and you beat them. You would essentially you would get I Ryan mean, Day fired if that happened. You wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. If he loses but, two games in a row to Michigan, no, he's not getting fired. He's one of the top five coaches in college football. He's not getting there's fired. A lot of, there's a lot of Buckeyes here. There would be there would a lot be of Buckeyes here in Indiana. Oh. I mean, there were there were talks there were talks amongst Ohio State fans when he lost this past season to Michigan. You're right. You're right. So, but I I don't see a way that Michigan finishes under nine and a half. No way. I'm I'm so I am I I will take the over. I'm I'm taking the over. I mean, I won't feel comfortable watching any game really. Um, I I'm and and let me be very clear. I'm not actually betting this because. When you tell me, actually, when you tell me it's actually. when you tell me it's the number one bet over in college football, that terrifies me. True, and I'll just say this before we move on to Ohio State: if they are going to get to eleven and zero and go to Columbus undefeated, JJ McCarthy has to be the starter. If they're disagree. actually, if disagree. they, if they are, I disagree I'll, too. Okay, I'll put it this way then. Scratch the eleven and zero. If they're going to go twelve and zero and beat Ohio State in Columbus, JJ McCarthy has to be the starter. Agree. All right. Here's the thing. Michigan is returning most of their offense. I think that, and this is this is, be this is my opinion. Offense. Behind Ohio State, Michigan has this has this the best receiving core. From top to bottom in the big in, in the conference, hundred percent. And then you lost. But I think I think the level of behind Ohio State it is, I I think is is pretty pretty okay. big because I think Ohio because I think Ohio State has the best wide receiving core sure. in the country. That's that's fine. I'm just that's just the fact that we have. And number two, their bread and butter last year being the run game. Okay, you brought in transfers. You probably brought in the best center in the country. Uh, as a grad yeah. transfer, yeah. Um, and you lose Hassan Haskins, which will be a big deal. But you have Blake Corum, and you have Donovan Edwards, who are going to be absolute freaks. So you're going to have a dual threat offense again. And at this whole quarterback, I, the whole quarterback controversy. And I'll be short. Like everyone's like, we got to go to JJ. We got to go to JJ. Okay, you still have Cade McNamara, who last year was able to beat Ohio State and win a Big Ten championship. That guy's gonna get better too. Like, let's not mm-hmm. let's not throw that away. So, I think which whoever we go with, we will be fine. We'll hit our over. Um, but I still think Michigan won't be undefeated going into the Ohio State game. Okay, so yeah, I I'm afraid, but over. Yeah. Corey? I, I think over, and I don't think they lose to Michigan State. That does not happen at home again. Okay, Alex. I agree. I agree. They're not losing to Michigan State. They got a bye week before they play them. I don't ever think. I don't ever think you can just count a rivalry game as a win, no sure. matter what. That's but, fine. Okay. I am. 
But we're all taking the over. We're all taking the over. Let's move on. We don't need to even talk about Ohio State. All right, last one. And this honestly might be the toughest one for me because I think Ohio State is going to be in the national championship game and be undefeated. But the line's at 11. Like, how do you possibly, as a logical human being, bet the over? But how do you possibly, as a logical human being, bet the under? (laughs) I'll I'll tell you how right now. You run to the window and take the over at plus 105. Yeah. And you bet them to go undefeated. Yeah. I, I think, mean, genuinely. I think Ohio State three. runs the table. I think Ohio State yeah. runs the table. And I think they face Alabama in the natty. And I think Alabama, I, I mean, Alabama, I think Alabama, Alabama's because Alabama yeah. has the one aspect that Ohio State does not have coming Will into the season, and that's defense. Will Anderson, yeah. Oh my goodness! You want to talk about you want to talk about about a guy who could be a starter in the NFL right at this very moment. Who is so? I mean, he could seriously be unbelievable in the NFL right now. Oh, one hundred percent. And I think the thing about Ohio State is their defense is definitely going to be, get better because they're bringing in Knowles from Oklahoma State, the D.C., um, and they just have too much talent to to be not great on defense. Uh, offensively, they have three dudes that can each – they're each going to have a case to be invited to the Heisman Trophy ceremony in C.J. Stroud, Trayvon Henderson, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. And I told both of you guys this off, like, podcast – they Ohio State obviously wide receiver you right now. Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave were both first round picks, super high first round picks in the NFL draft last year. Jackson Smith and Jigba was the leading receiver on the team. Now, how much of that was teams already knowing about Olave and Wilson and just bringing attention to them versus how much of it was Smith? And I think Jigba? he's the best. I think he's the best out of the three. It's very possible that he's the best out of the three. Very possible. Like either yeah. storyline is possible, but the possibility is there that Jackson Smith and Jigba was the best one of the three all along, and the whole country is going to get put on notice. I think. I think if C.J. Stroud lives up to the hype, Ohio State has a top ten yeah. college football offense of all time this season. I think their defense lets them down in the national championship game, and I think they do lose yeah. to Alabama. I agree, but. Could I very easily see Ohio State having a year where they they end up going fourteen and zero and winning the Natty? Yeah, I could. Yeah. I think they go thirteen and zero. I think easily. they go thirteen and zero, and I think they they make the championship game. Uh, so I I I'm telling you, I run to the ticket window, take the over. I got the over too, Corey. You got the over too. I could say push again. I mean, you could. You could make a case yeah, for if, push. If that's they, what you they, think. They, have, they slip up somewhere. But if you push four times in the first show. They, I mean, they, they have a slip up every year. And in the past they decade, do, the slip up has always not been against Michigan. So, like. That's true. Do they play Purdue? No. Because that could be like. No, they don't. Oh, God. You Purdue, dude, that that's why Purdue fades Michigan and Ohio State. Purdue fades the two best teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, they do. Uh, so are you over push or under? I, I want to say push. 
just as but the, but that's, that's like that's just the, the safe bet i i'm just taking a deeper look it is the safe bet. and i'm going based off of what i hear from other fans and just the conversations of like because i'm sure everybody in this in this space was relishing the fact from the the michigan victory last year it was great um but we're looking at the ohio state chat rooms of like questions about ryan day like is this team is this team tough and like you don't want to look too much into the quotes that happened post game from the ohio state players when has there ever been a time where players were saying oh it was cold we were sick would have been different if this happened like that's the kind of stuff that michigan was saying of if the refs made the yeah. right call, yeah. if it wasn't raining, if it did this, if it did that. When yeah. have we seen yeah. that yeah. from an Ohio State team? Script was flipped. Yeah. Yeah. Script the, was the flipped. Difference, the difference, I, I think, between Michigan and Ohio State is that it took Michigan a decade to finally be fed up with losing to Ohio State. It takes Ohio State 11 seconds to be fed up with losing well, to Michigan. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. I mean, this far. is this is Ohio State's adversity now. Michigan finally showed up in the yeah, rivalry. Right. They, I mean, they punched them in the mouth, like oh, one hundred percent. And Ohio State that was like a no doubt beat down. Something that Michigan fans all know yeah. or know all too well from the past decade of playing this yep. team. How is Ohio State going to respond yeah. to that? They have the game at home. It'll be cold. It'll be right after Thanksgiving, like it always is. This will be really telling how we see their toughness throughout the year, how we see their, um, how we see uh, them bounce back from teams with a more high-powered offense, how we see that defense either breaks or bends. We'll be, we'll be telling them what the last game of the year will look like because that's the kind of thing that gave Michigan and Michigan fans a slight like feeling of hope the defense wasn't what they were yeah and michigan did whatever yeah. they wanted on in the run game exactly um that's everybody so we're oh Corey, i think i'm gonna push on State, i'll push you? four times all right well me and ethan are over um all right that's all the teams that's all the over-unders uh and that's all we got uh actually real quick before we go Big Ten games this Saturday. Nebraska Northwestern, who you got? In Ireland. I got Northwestern. I got Nebraska. Nebraska by a thousand. Bro, Nebraska's minus 13. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's why I said Nebraska by a thousand. Give me Northwestern. And then Illinois plays Wyoming. I think we're all praying to God that Illinois wins that game. No doubt about it. What's the spread on that they game? They'll win that game. Calm down. Illinois They'll minus 10. We're fine. Wow. Illinois is favored by less over Wyoming you want, you than Nebraska is over North. Or no, no, no. Nebraska's. I take, Wy- I take Wyoming plus the points. I take Wyoming plus the points, but Illinois gets the win. Take? I'll give you a hot take. Western Michigan over Sparty. And this is just fueled by pure hatred. Nothing else. Nothing else. <laughs> Pure hatred. Never, never happening. Okay. okay. love to see it. Row the Row boat. It. Oh, that's in Minnesota now. We can't say that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, 
All right. I mean, that's everything we got. This episode was definitely a little bit longer than ones in the future going to be just because we spent so much time on the so much time on the intro and goofing off and telling you all what we were going to be about and what we're going to talk about and trying to get you on board with how much fun we're going to have. So so episodes in the future episodes, I got to work on my English uh, are definitely going to be closer to an hour is the goal. So stick around. This should probably, this is going to be out by Friday. Um, oh, I don't need to say that because they're going to be listening to it whenever it comes out. The goal, the goal is going to be to have every episode out by Friday. So you can listen to it before the week, uh, before the week starts. But yeah, you guys got any closing comments before we, uh, sign off here? Oscar nation, Oscar nation. Listen, you guys, you guys gotta, you got you gotta be strong. Now listen, are you guys gonna get kicked out of the Big Ten when we go to twenty teams, baby? <laughs> not actually, it's not gonna happen. The, but... the road to Pasadena runs oh my through West Lafayette, baby. Boiler <laughs> the frick up. Boiler up. And whoever's listening to this, send me some uh, Northwestern merch, please. <laughs> All right. That's it from the big show. Thank you for listening. Please come back. Leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Follow us at uh, the big show pod on Instagram. Uh, subscribe, whatever you got to do on Spotify, Apple. This is going to be everywhere. So uh, thank you for listening. Come back next week. See you. Peace. See